0: Welcome to another episode from TFA Church. Here at TFA Church, we value people and we trust that this episode will be a blessing to you. Hey, we're going to land in Ephesians chapter 1 this morning, Ephesians chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 3, but we're going to continue our series on Renew, Renew. Uh, we began last Sunday morning. I, I love the, uh, the, the, the whole idea of New Year's resolutions and New Year focus. Uh, I love what one, one guy said. He said, I kept all 10 of my New Year's resolutions from last year in the top drawer of my dresser. That's where I kept them. Uh, wherever you are in that journey already, two weeks in into your New Year, uh, this is a time to renew Renew your mind in Christ. Renew your focus and who who God is and what he's called you to do. Uh, Renew, and the the whole idea with renew is to give fresh life or strength to, to revive, to give fresh life. It may be in your your devotional life. It may be in your worship. It may be in your somewhere else in your relationship with God and prayer and in fasting and wherever it is. Uh, it, it's, it's just a time that we can renew, and that's to give fresh life to. Where are we spiritually? How are we growing? How are we reaching out? Uh, even as a church, we can ask those questions. How are we doing in our discipleship? How are we doing in bringing others into the kingdom of God? How are we doing in our ministries and fulfilling our purpose as a church? Well, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16 is a, one of those scriptures that uses the word renew. It says, Do not lose heart. Though our outward man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. Our inward man is being renewed day by day. And so for purposes of this series, let's go through them again. Uh, last week we talked about longing for God's purposes this week, we're talking about learning God's plan. Next Sunday, we'll look into leaning into God's purpose, which is missions and how we serve the, the church and how we serve God. And then the following week, our last week in January, we'll be talking about loving God's people. Loving God's people. So how can we learn God's plan? How can we know God personally? And uh, it's, it's it's time to kind of just do a little self-check. It's I, I was hearing the story about a little boy that was from a small town that walked into a drugstore, and he talked to the manager of the drugstore, and he said, sir, can I, can I use your phone that's sitting on the counter there? And he said, sure, you can use that, young man. And and so he calls the local grocery store, the local grocery store, and, and uh, he, he talks to the manager there, and he says, sir, I want to know if you have an opportunity for a job, a job for a store clerk, someone to help people, you know. Fill the shelves or fill the shelves with groceries or help people sack their groceries. And the manager said, no, so young man, we, we have a, a, a young lad, a young man that actually is working, working here already that does a good job. And the young man said, are you sure? Store, store manager says, well, yes, we are very pleased with the young man that's working here. He hangs up the phone. And the manager from the drugstore says, I'm sorry, young man, you didn't get the job. The young man says, no, no, you don't understand. I already worked down there at that grocery store. I was just checking up on myself. This morning, that's what this message is, a time for a self-checkup spiritually. A self-checkup really is, is what we are doing. So how can we learn God's plan? Well, gave a message back in uh, April of last year, and I I know that you remember every word that was said in that message particularly, but uh, back in April when we were walking through the book of Colossians, the the title of the series was Boss, Believing on the Sufficiency of Our Savior, of of Jesus, and it was the Boss series. Uh, and, And I talked about the fact that we can learn God and learn all about God through God's principles, through God's... The Word of God principles, the Word of God. We, we learn what His will is through the Word of God, through His principles, through His peace, the, the Holy Spirit living inside of us, His peace. We learn all about God and we can know God through His people. You know, you may give a word of knowledge or some type of spiritual gift that you would impart to someone else that, that God would use you within in the body of Christ to, to, to bless another person. And then there is the the presence of God, God's presence or God's power. In that process, the Apostle Paul, understanding all those, and and, and he's the one led by the Holy Spirit to to give different revelation from the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul prays a prayer in Ephesians chapter 1 that we're going to revisit in our self-checkup, in our self Uh, in our self-reflection this morning of how we are doing spiritually because I don't know about you, but this year I want to learn more about God's plan. I want to learn more about who God is and what He's called me to do and how I can give glory to Him over and over again in 24. Literally, more in 24 is, Lord, how can I bring you glory again even to a greater level in 2024? Well, Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 16, the Apostle Paul is writing to this really young church, and he says, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. He's praying for them. This is what he says I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, and order that you may know, that you may know, that's a head knowledge, that's a heart knowledge, that's an ex- experiential knowledge, that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. This is a, This is a head knowledge and a heart knowledge, but it's an experiential knowledge where we can experience who God is. Don't you want to know that? Aren't you experiencing that as a child of God, someone who's been born again? You're experiencing his great power. Ephesians 3, verse 16, he continues this prayer. He says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power And, you know, I had a monumental birthday this week. I uh, I turned 30 again, right? Uh, 50, right? Try 50. And 50, I was sharing in our men's group on Friday morning, uh, every Friday morning at 8 a.m. we meet at CeCe's Coffee for a time of coffee and storytelling. <laughs> and uh, just uh, we figure all the problems of the world out at 8 a.m., Friday mornings at CeCe's Coffee. But we also have a devotion that I was telling them when I was... 20 years old, right at 20 to 21 years old, I was cleaning offices in Springfield, Missouri. And one night on shift, I was a custodian for the city of Springfield, city utilities there in Springfield, Missouri. And I was in Bible school just trying to help pay my bill as, I, as the semester went along. And one Christmas break, I remember, it was the beginning of January, and I was about to turn 21. And there was an office that was, that was there decorating. It was all black, black balloons black uh, uh, words on the, on the door, and, and all throughout his office, this streamers that were running from wall to wall, black streamers, and it said, Tom is 50. Tom is over the hill. Tom is old, and I'm there cleaning, I'm like, yeah, he, that's old. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> that seems pretty young. Didn't, I wasn't supposed to get here this fast, but I'm here. And when you're 20, 50 seems so far away. That's 30 years. Right, Bryce? It seems so far away. That's so, you know, that's 30 years. You, you can't even imagine because it's twice your age plus some, right? And I remember at 20, really at 18, when... Ultimately, I surrendered complete control. 18 years old, it was March the 20th, 1992. And I surrendered control of my life. I was already saved and born again. I believe I was already on my way to heaven. Again, I'd given my heart to Jesus as a child, as as an eight-year-old, June the 8th, 1982. And and I just remember, though, at March the 20th, I remember these dates because they're monumental. I, I just remember... Kneeling at an altar, it was in in Springfield, Missouri at Central Bible College. They were having an event called College Days. And I remember kneeling down saying, Lord, I surrender my life to you. And this is what I said, Lord, I just want to know you. Remember that prayer? We're talking about learning God's plan. Sometimes we can get lost in the forest through the trees. And we, we miss out on what is this all about? What are we here to do? And I I remember surrendering and saying, Lord, I just want to know you. And that great desire to want to know God then turned into not only wanting to know God, but also wanting to serve God, wanting to serve him and and tell others about Jesus. Well, back in that message in April, I gave you three words, know, grow, and show. And those are the three words we're going to use this morning. How can we learn God's plan number one the first way is develop a passion to know God develop a passion to know God how can we know God's plan what does God want for my life and what does he want for each and every one of us who are gathered here together this morning what does God want well we find out when we develop a passion to know God and this is what he says in verse 17 I keep asking Paul didn't just ask one time, how many times do we need to pray for something? Well, just keep asking. Jesus prayed three times right in the garden that the cup would pass and he he prayed for multiple things in John 17 and 18 And, and so we keep asking. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him and that we, in in verse 17 of chapter 3, we being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and, and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love, to know this love, that's what he's saying, that we would know him. That's our goal. That's how we learn God's plan, by developing a passion to know him. Not a Sunday morning only time. Not a Sunday morning relationship, but each day of our lives, every day longing to know him more. Revelation chapter 2, you'll remember when John's writing the church at Ephesus, Jesus is speaking through him, and John says that you've forsaken your first love. You've forsaken the things you did at first. And this is what he says in verse 2. I know your deeds, your hard work, your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you've tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. Those, that's a good job description for a good, healthy church, right? But he says you have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and you've not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Wow. So if we learn God's plan by developing a passion to know God, how can we develop a passion to know God? I'm glad you asked. How can we develop a passion to know Him? Well, go back, husbands and wives, to that relationship that first began when you met your spouse and take some analogies from that relationship that began. I can give you some several points from, from that relationship but probably the primary area that you began to develop in that whole beginning of your relationship and even now that continues to bloom and, and blossom is something called communication. communication. You learn to talk to each other. You learn to communicate. The Apostle Paul is saying, I pray that you would know God. And in this communication that he is developing within you, that you would learn at at another level how great is his love. How deep and wide and, and the extent of how much he loves you. And we learn that through communication communication with God. We talk to God. He speaks to us through His Word. It's very simple this morning. I know that you sometimes are begging deep theology from Pastor Danny, but it's real simple, right? Talk to God. Worship God. Develop a habit of entering into His presence with thanksgiving and entering into His courts with praise and talking with Him and letting it leave from here and getting it out here into the unknown of outside of your body, into the atmosphere of praise and worship. Because I promise you, when Stephanie and I fell in love, if I would have just kept it all inside, it would have just stayed inside. Isn't that, husbands, don't, don't your wives want to know, what are you thinking? Wives, how many of you have ever asked that question? Come on, what's on your, what, give me your thoughts, what are you thinking? And we ask that question as well. One night, I was uh, trying to be creative, and and, uh, back in the days, we had tape players. Remember, you you pressed a button, and it would play something on a tape? This little cassette, you put it in a a cassette recorder. Well, I recorded my voice, and before the date, I recorded my voice. I don't know if I ever told you guys this story, Bryce and Olivia, but Steph had a bad uh, headache, migraine this morning, just not feeling well, so... Pray for her and, 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 uh, as, you, as the Lord lays her on your heart. But Stephanie definitely, definitely knows this story. And I, I, beforehand, before the date, I said, I'm going to be creative. I'm going I'm to record my voice and just tell her how much I love her. Come on, ladies. Aw. All right, thank you. Well, I'm just going to tell her how much I love her. And the guys are like, oh, man, Danny, what were you trying? so I, 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 I recorded this long three three-minute message of, I'm so thankful that you're the one, you know that I love you, and I can't wait to spend forever with you, and and uh, all and on. So so we get on this date, and we're in a literally okay. Uh, where were you, Pastor? D- a dark place? No, we were in a church parking lot. Okay, uh, I can bring you to the space, to the place in Springfield, Missouri, where it, it was kind of dark, but it was at night, but it was lit up. And I, I reached behind me, and the tape player was back there, and I said, I pressed play, and it started playing. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. I don't know how you do that nowadays, how you, oh, you just record your voice on the phone. That's easy nowadays. Obviously, haven't done this in a while, okay? But that just captivated her heart. Why? Because I communicated and told her something, shared something with her, and I was Sharing last night, because I, I knew where I was going in the message this morning, but I was sharing last night as we were talking and, and gathering, uh, getting ready to fall asleep, I, I, I just remember, I said, Steph, remember, we used to look at each other and we would talk about how we just can't wait to travel together and go on a honeymoon together and then have kids together and you, you, the things you, you begin to dream about the future. Remember that? You, you dream about the future, all the things we're going to do and places we're going to go and all those things. We're going to spend time together. Listen, we're talking about how, did, how can you learn God's will? Just dream of heaven out into the future, the time you're going to spend together with God for all eternity, spending time in his presence talking to God, knowing that he's always right there with you and developing a relationship of worship and prayer in just the same way you would talk to someone in the room. You, you practice the presence of God. Paul's saying, I want you to know Him. I want you to know Him, and it never, ever leaves our grasp and leaves our, uh, our spiritual life in any way from desiring to know Him, to, to understand God and what does this verse mean? What does it mean when we get together and worship? What does it mean, Lord, when, you, when you've opened this door now and closed this door? And what does it mean when you have led me here and, and shown me how much you love me in this way? What does that mean? And you, you communicate. You gather together. Long to communicate with God. In other words, long for his word. Long for his word. And I'll just read you 10 short verses here from Psalm 119, how the psalmist loved God's Word. And church, if, if we could do anything this year as, if, as believers, if we could get into God's Word together, if we could, if we could discipline our minds and say, you know what, I've not, I've not meditated on His Word today. I've not come into His presence in, in a way to help me understand God's Word yet this day or, or throughout this week, and I need to do that Boy, if we could grow together in that way, we'll learn God's plan. But listen to these verses. That's Psalm 119, verses 10 through 20. I seek you with all of my heart. I'm talking about passion, how to develop a passion for God. The psalmist says, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me your Decrees, Teach me. Teach me. This book's open. Teach me. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Developing a passion for God. I will not neglect your word. Verse 17, do good to your servant, and I will live. I will obey your word. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. My soul, my soul, my soul is consumed With longing for your laws at all times. Wow, that's a passion to know the word of God. A passion to have God speak. And in verse 72, he says, Your word is more precious to me than thousands of pieces of silver and gold. Developing a passion for the word of God. How can we learn God's word? How can we learn his will for our lives? Develop a passion to know him. Then you find out, okay, how can we know him? You read his word, you, you meditate upon scripture, you you pray, you seek his face, and you say, Lord, lead me. I want to follow you. I want to seek you with all of my heart. Secondly, the way we d- learn his word, learn his plan for our lives, secondly, decide on a plan, and here's the word to grow. <laughs> to grow in God oh I want to know you God I want to know you God well then develop a decide on a plan to grow what's a plan that you follow in developing your your spiritual growth Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 I keep asking again that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him what better more extensively that height and that depth and that breadth and that width of God's love he's saying that you would know his love better deeper greater in other words you never stop in your spiritual growth you never get to the place where you stop growing spiritually Colossians chapter 1, in verse 10, again, he says that we praise we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please Him in every way. Here it is, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, that we grow, that we grow. Yes, yeah, certainly, first of all, that we know, that we develop a plan to, to know God, but, but then we Decide on a plan to grow in God. 1 Peter chapter 2 says that we should grow up in our salvation. Verse 2 that like newborn babies, that we crave the, the milk of God's word, that we grow up in that knowledge. And again, to the church at Revelation, John says in Revelation 2 5, uh, the church at Ephesus rather, he says, Consider how far you have fallen, repent, and do the things you did at first. How many of you remember when you first were born again? You were first saved. What were you doing? You can call it out to me. Talking about Jesus. Telling everybody about Jesus. Right, Miss Faye? Telling everybody about Jesus. That's point number three, by the way. Uh, but, yeah, right. Telling everybody about Jesus. What did you begin to do? You began to attend church. Right? Don't stop doing that, John says. He says, uh, Pray. How many of you begin to pray? You pray for about 30 seconds, and you say, okay, what else do I say? You you, you pray the Lord's Prayer, maybe, and you you say, okay, what else do I say? How many of you say that now? Right? Lord brings you back to that school, and you say, okay, Lord, teach me to pray. Teach me what to say. You, You never stop growing. You just continue to grow. What I'm saying this morning, church, is, None of us have this completely figured out, do we? We just need to stay humble and say, Lord, I've grown, but I'm not there yet. I've got a lot more to work on, a lot more to do. Yeah, Brother RJ. Okay, paramedic in the nursery. Paramedic in the nursery, if someone can, can head that way. Thank you very much. Amen. Let's just pause and say a word of prayer together. Let's just, let's just pray together. Lord, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would uh, give peace right now, whatever's happening, Lord, healing in their bodies, and Lord, that you would just touch and work and move, Lord, supernaturally, in Jesus' name, we give you praise, help us to, uh, to uh, see you do something amazing right now as we trust you, as we seek you, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Let's continue to be in prayer. Continue to be in prayer. We'll, uh, we'll get an update in just a few moments as well for, uh, for kind of an update to continue to pray. Amen. You never know what's happening. Everything we do is trust. How I many everything's perfect in your family this week? Sometimes you'll get texts. Sometimes you'll get phone calls as a pastor. Sometimes you'll, and and I could I can call out multiple names this morning, but you're here by faith. Amen. You're here by faith. Because you said at some point, I want to know God. I'm lost. I want to know God. I'm serving the devil. I'm ser- it may you may have been in witchcraft. You may have been in Satanism. You may have been in following all these other things, but But it gave you no peace, gave you no hope. And you say, okay, I just want to know God. And then you begin to say, okay, I've had a level in my spiritual growth. I want to go to the next level. You know, there's a quote I want to give you this morning. It's not in your notes, but uh, it's in the notes on you version. But it it says that a a man won't change unless he changes something that he does daily. A man won't change until he changes something that he does daily 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 if you want to change do something different daily in other words I'm going to I'm going to stop uh, I'm going to stop drinking all that sugar sweetener uh, in my coffee okay then tomorrow morning when it comes your time to drink coffee are you putting a bunch of sugar in you because I've gotten on that plan before <laughs> and I kept putting all that sugar in my coffee because it's better that way right no? Yeah, he's shaking your head, I'm shaking his head. No? It's better. So change something that you do in your daily routine, right? How many of you hear me this morning? Change it in your, well, here's your growth plan. Here, here it is. I'll give a quick growth plan for you. Here, here it is. Uh, number one, 1 Corinthians 15, 31. Paul says this, I die daily. Daily. That's your daily growth plan. Paul says, I die daily. Here's another verse. Matthew uh, 6, 11, give us this day our daily bread. But, but before we look at that one, look, look at Luke chapter 9, verse 27. If anyone would come after me, let him pick up his cross and follow me. And he says in there, daily follow me. That's a daily decision to die. We die daily. We lay our life down daily. That's, that's a daily growth plan. We, we have a plan for spiritual growth. We're going to lay our lives down daily. Remember Daniel when the king said, you could not pray in the kingdom. No more praying. What did Daniel do? He prayed anyway. Sounds like a good sermon title. He prayed anyway. He, uh, he went to his house. He opened his window. And the Bible says three times daily he, he presented himself to the Lord in prayer. Three times he didn't stop. He continued to present himself to God daily. It's a daily relationship with God. You say, Pastor, you're you're getting over into religious creeds and religious things that we do. Listen, if you want to have a strong relationship with your spouse, talk to them. Visit with them. If you want to have a good friendship with your friend, visit them. Talk to them. Spend time together. If you want to have a good relationship with anyone, spend time together. Talk with them. Relate together. What we're saying, a daily growth plan, a daily spiritual growth plan, is daily spend time with the Lord. And and you will sense His nearness and, and growth literally taking place in your thinking. He'll begin to change your thinking. He'll begin to change your attitudes and say, you know what, this world is is going the wrong direction. This world is getting worse and worse, but God is getting better and better. And oh, and though I walk through the, this valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because the Lord literally is with me right now. This is a daily growth plan, a daily spiritual growth where you're presenting yourself to God and He is giving the growth. 32 years now, consistently. Well, Inconsistently, consistently. Okay, I don't mean to say that boastfully, but 32 years now since I said that prayer that, Lord, I surrender my life to you. Haven't been perfect. None of us have been. But longing to know. Longing to grow. What podcasts are you listening to? What what songs are you learning? What Playlist, are you putting in to be able to worship through the week? Or what scriptures are you reading? What's your daily growth plan in the Word of God together? In your house, you one on one with the Lord, develop a growth plan. I challenge you. I challenge you. Don't be like these guys that say, you know what? I'm going to join up to the gym and I'm going to have a wellness plan and I'm going I'm to lose. 20 pounds, 50 pounds, and, and then they, <clears throat> I have some guys that I look at when we, we go to the gym, and they, they're, they're, they're the ones talking to everyone, and I bet you they're number one on their list is to get in shape, but they're, they're just in the gym, right? They're just there. They're not doing anything. But listen, when we come to church, we say, Lord, speak to me. Amen. Speak to my heart. Speak to us as a church body so that we can grow spiritually. Heard Pastor Adrian Rogers years ago say, "We don't want to just make the world a better place to go to hell from. We want to know God. We want to grow in our relationship with God. Yes, serve in your neighborhood, serve in your workplace, help in any way, but make it your passion to want to know God and grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thirdly, how can we learn God's plan? Number one, develop a passion to know God. Secondly, de- decide on a plan to grow in God. Thirdly, deploy into position to show God, Ms. Fay. Deploy into position to show God to this world. That's preaching the gospel. That's preaching the gospel. That's moving into position, deploying. That's, that's telling someone about Jesus. That's showing someone Jesus. Why are we here? Why are we here as a church? Why are we here as individuals? To know God. To be saved. To be born again. To grow in that relationship. But then to take as many people as we can to heaven with us. So that people can be saved for all eternity and and spend... All eternity with God in heaven and not away from God in hell. That we're here to rescue those who are perishing and and to save those who are on their way to hell right now for all eternity. If Jesus returns today or if they die today, they would not make heaven their home. We are here to show God to this world. That is why we are here. We're here to reach up, reach in, and reach out in evangelism and in our mission. That's why we're here. And so... Everything we do is to worship and to know God. Everything we do is to grow in our discipleship and longing to know Him better. But everything we do is to say, hey, do you have a church? Come, come, come be with me in my church today. Come If you don't have a church home, come. I invite you to come to church with me, to hear a gospel message, to, to sense the presence of God in worship. And I know several of you. I can stare you down this morning, but I won't. But, but several of you, I'm so... Proud of you for inviting and continuing to invite and over and over again, having family and having friends here with you. But in our in your workplace, wherever you go, show Christ. Show Christ. This is what Paul says later in Ephesians. First of all, in chapter 1, he says, His incomparably great power for us, that power, it's that power. In verse 19. Jesus said you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It's power. To to do what? To be a witness. He says in verse 18 of chapter 3 that you would have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. That power. I'm talking about that power now, but what is it for? It's to reach the lost. It's to be a witness. And this is what he says over here in chapter 6 of Ephesians. He says... "I." And pray in the spirit, verse 18, on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests, let this mind be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Paul says, I am an ambassador in chains. He says in First Corinthians that we are all Christ's ambassadors. Do you understand that this morning? We are here to show Christ. An ambassador uh, is, is that legal agent that is a representative of their country that's sent to another country. Like if I became an ambassador to Mexico this morning, Yo comería muchos tacos, señor. I would eat a lot of tacos. That's what I'm saying. All right, you heard that word, tacos. I would eat a lot of tacos this morning. Si Dios quiere, if the Lord's will. If I was an ambassador to Mexico, I would go and represent America in Mexico. That's what an ambassador does. And so when people in Mexico looked at me, they would say, That's the representative of an American citizen right there. Do you know when people look at you, wherever you go, that's what they're saying. That's a representative of Jesus right there. You represent another country far away. Paul says, I am an ambassador in chains. He was Christ's ambassador. We are Christ's ambassador. We are his legal representative on this earth. Do you know what everyone in your workplace, everyone in your family, everyone that knows that you are born again, that you are a child of God, you know what they're screaming? Show me. Show me. Show me. Here's what they're saying. Show me that I can make it. You're their greatest hope. Show me that I can make it. Because if you are serving God at your workplace, I'll pick on Josh. If Josh is serving God in his workplace and he's faithful to God and he is and he loves Jesus, he loves his wife and loves his family, everyone at his workplace says, that's a believer that I can trust And, 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 and he's the greatest hope in our workplace because he's showing me that he can be faithful to God on this earth. You are the greatest hope for this world. The greatest hope, again, I'll say, is not in the White House. It's in the church house. It's the believers that are filled with the presence and power of God to show this world what Jesus looks like. It's the greatest hope. We are here to show this world that there's a better way. There's an only way. It's Jesus. On my 50th birthday, I got a call. My phone was ringing. It was my pastor, Pastor David out. He was uh, around 55 years old when I first met him, back when I was 23, 24 years old. He became the pastor of the church there in Leesville that we were serving as youth pastors. And we had a pastoral change while we were there on staff, and he came to be the pastor. And I, and I was so thankful that just a godly man and godly woman that loved God were becoming our pastors. And I began to see things that he would do. Some of the things that I do, even in prayer, were the things that he would always do. Like, I fold my hands like this. Pastor Reddout would always fold his hands. I'm not trying to be like that. I'm just, I just saw him do that. And in, in now, well into his 80s, the early part of his 80s now, what I pick up the most, and I text him once in a while, and I say, thank you. Just thank, thank you for showing me that I could do this. Thank you that, yeah, you're retired now, you're into your 80s. People like Pastor Rose, into his 80s, still loves his wife, loves God, loves his family, loves the Word of God. You call him today, and I promise, he's got a devotion ready for you. He's got a devotion ready, all about Israel, about the end times, and about, about what God's showing him in the Word of God. What, what I'm saying is, is, I look to those men to, sh- to, to show me, Pastor Danny, you can make it. You're going to make it. You're going to be faithful to God and to your calling and to the plan of God for TFA and in, in your life. Church, what I'm saying is get a, get someone that's, that can show you that's above you or, or beyond years from you and say, that's a man or a woman of God that can be my mentor, that I can look to and, and they can show me how to serve God when I'm in my 40s one day, when I'm in my 50s, when I'm in my 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s and on, on and on beyond. We're here to show God to this world. And the greatest hope for this world is Jesus. But it's Jesus in you, the hope of glory. I love what uh, Linda Ravenhill says, everyone wants to be clothed with power, but no one wants to be stripped of self. Our prayer is, strip us, Lord. It's not about us. It's not about us. Paul's Paul's saying he's an ambassador in chains. And he's saying, my prayer is that you know God. My prayer is that you grow in God. My prayer is that you show God wherever you go, wherever you are, be there. Be there 100%. So I ask you this morning, what do you want to learn this year? What do you want to learn this year? How much do you want to grow this year? And who do you want to influence for Christ this year?